How you doing, Red Rocks? Come on, let's get on our feet. Let's worship today. It's all about celebrating. Come on. We bring our praise. You bring revival. Come on, put your hands together. We lift our hands. You lift our eyes up. Hold on.
Church, how are we doing? You guys doing good? Have you recovered from watching uh, the royal wedding? All the excitement from that? Well, hey, I hope you're even more excited because it's baptism weekend here at Red Rocks, and we're very excited about it. Hey, I do want to say uh, welcome to everybody who's visiting on, on a night like this, on a day like this. We have so many people come, uh, coming to visit the church that have never been here. So uh, we'd love to tell you a little bit more about this place, uh, but we want to welcome you. So at Red Rocks, can we welcome everybody who came to this place? And if you would like to know more about Red Rocks Church, it's very easy to do. Uh, just stop by our lobby. There's a giant white sign that says, Welcome First Time Guests. It's very simple to find. And we have volunteers and staff that would love to tell you about the place and all the ministries that we have here uh, at Red Rocks. So um, please do that if you get a chance. And for those of you who are new to Red Rocks, um, we have a very simple mission statement. 
we exist to make heaven more crowded, all right? That's our simple mission statement, um, and uh, it's short and sweet because we couldn't memorize a long one. That was partly the problem. We came up with a really short one. But as a church, we truly, truly, we want to be a front porch for prodigals, people who feel far off from God. And that comes from Luke 15 when Jesus told a story about the father heart of God. And his son goes off and, and just ruins his life in a ton of ways. But the father waits and keeps looking out the window every single day, hoping that his son will return. And when he finally shows up in the distance, he doesn't just wait for him to come in. He runs to him. And he embraces him. And that's the type of church that we want to be. So I hope you feel welcome here. I hope that this place can be a home for you. And so I don't think it's a coincidence that you're here either. So we're so glad that you're here. And it's going to be an amazing uh, weekend. And I do have one announcement for you guys. There is one very important, extremely important announcement. Uh, Red Rocks Worship has been working tirelessly on this album uh, for the live recording. And they put a lot of energy and effort into it. And just recently, we met up with the, the record label, and we had a lot to talk about. And we both decided that we're going to postpone the live recording. I know if you can feel it for a second. Just feel it. Yeah, it's kind of a sad thing. We're going to postpone it. But here's the reason why, because we truly want to put our best foot forward, and there's some things that still need to come together to make it an awesome night. So I want to thank you guys in advance for your patience. Um, we really do appreciate it as a church, and it is going to be an amazing event. And so we'll announce that to you guys uh, when we finally get that back on the calendar. And we will be refunding your money uh, in one week. So that, that money will go back to your account. Um, but here's the silver lining, all right? You guys can get tickets again. And this is going to buy you time to learn the songs. And so you can go online if you haven't um, or on our app. And in the bottom right corner, you can hit Red Rocks Worship. And there's a bunch of songs you can learn. So keep singing them in your car and in the shower and as you mow the lawn so that you are ready for our live recording, okay? Can we all do that? Yeah. All right. Now, are you guys excited for baptism weekend? All right, I think you are. I know I am. I'm so thrilled about it. It is the most incredible uh, weekend that we do, I think. I, I just love this weekend. Um, up top, let's uh, just welcome our Vada campus and Lakewood campus, Evergreen Campus in Brussels. We just want to welcome you and all of the God Behind Bars campuses. Can we give it up for them? We love you. We're glad that you're joining us and everybody who's joining us live right now. And uh, if you've been here before, this weekend is usually pretty crazy. All sorts of stuff happens on a weekend like this. You're going to hear a lot of stories. Uh, but if you haven't been here before, I know it can be a little bit weird. Like if it's your first time, you show up at a dinner theater and then you find out that it's a church. And then you find out that there's pools in the church. I mean, how weird is that? And you want to run, I get it. Uh, but we're so glad that you're here um, because if you haven't been a part of baptism personally in your life, odds are you have probably heard about what baptism is. And if you haven't, throughout all of the New Testament, anytime somebody followed Jesus Christ, they were baptized. And we see it all throughout scriptures. Acts 2:38, it says, Peter replied, repent and be baptized, every one of you. And for those of you who might not know what that means, repent, it just means to change direction and turn back to God. Acts 2.41 says, those who accepted his message were baptized. And about 3,000 people were added that day. I mean, come on. Talk about like parking problems at church. Imagine adding 3,000 people to your church in one day. That's nuts. Acts 8.12, but when they believed Philip, he preached the good news of the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. 
Acts 8.13, it says, Simon himself believed and he was baptized. And so baptized actually comes from the Greek word baptizo. It just simply means to be submerged or to dunk. And so all throughout the New Testament, we see these baptisms happening. And it's always done publicly, which is the other thing. <laughs> a lot of people would like to do it privately, I know. But it's a public thing, and Jesus talked about that. And baptism has an, a significant meaning. It's a symbol to everybody that you are a new creation in Christ. That because of what Jesus did on the cross, that you are a new creation. You live a whole new life. So when you go under the water... The symbolism is that the old you has died with Jesus. It's under the water. And the old you is washed away as you come up out of the water. And we walk out of the tomb like Jesus walked out of the tomb. And we live a whole new life with all new purpose. And so it's important to know also that baptism wasn't really an option, all right, for a new believer. It, it wasn't an option. It was actually a command. Um, it wasn't like a ceremony we came up with. I don't think we'd probably come up with a ceremony like, let's get a pool in a church and dunk everybody. It's not natural, right? No, but God had thought of that for us. And so um, when one of the last things that Jesus said to his disciples, and I love this, in Matthew 28, 19, he stood on a hill with his disciples before he ascended to heaven, and he said this, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. And so, you know, if you're a disciple and the very last thing that Jesus says, the God of the, the creator of the universe says to you, you might want to like take a note, right? You want to listen to what he's saying. So as a church, for us, we're going to do exactly that. We absolutely believe in making disciples in this place. And we, we believe in teaching them everything that Jesus taught. And we want to baptize them. So we are going to dunk disciples that will hopefully make disciples that will dunk disciples. It's, it's an ongoing thing. It's been happening for 2,000 years. And so baptism is it's an act of obedience. It is a public declar declaration of your faith in Jesus Christ. It says, I stand with Christ. And it's unbelievably significant. So the stories that you're going to hear, the testimonies that you're going to hear, these are people who drew a line in the sand and said, I stand with Jesus no matter what the world says. My life is with him, and I'm a new creation in him no matter what the world says to me. And I love that. And this isn't just about the people getting baptized. Although it is, it isn't just about that. It's also for us, listener, all the listeners, all the people watching. It's for us, too. So we should all be asking two questions as we watch this. As we hear these stories, there's two questions. Number one, God, what are you saying to me? What are you saying to me in my life as we listen to these stories, as they share their stories and their testimonies? What do you want to say to me? And second, should I be getting baptized? And that's a real question because a lot of us have put it off. We've put it off saying, I just can't do that, or it's been too long, or I'll look silly doing that because I've been a Christian for so long, and, and if I get it in front of everybody, they'll know that I never got baptized. Well, hey, walk with Jesus. Walk with Jesus and do that. So, so as we do this today, ask those two things. God, what are you saying to me, and, and should I be getting baptized? And let me tell you, we can help you get baptized here at this church if you need to. So I'll talk a little bit more about that in the future. Um, but... Uh, I'm just going to pray for us, and I'm going to pray for everybody getting baptized because they're a little nervous, and uh, they're going to publicly uh, step in front of all you guys and, and tell, them, tell the world that Jesus changed their life. So let's pray. 
God, we thank you for this place. We thank you for what you're doing in it, God. We, we, uh, we submit our lives to you. That's why we're here. We want to follow you. We want to obey all the things that you taught. And we want to be disciples. We really do. We want to be more like you each and every day. And um, God, for all the people in this room that walked in here with so many different stories, different baggage, God, I pray that you would reach them, that you would speak to them, that you would soften hearts. God, I pray for each person getting baptized today. I pray just for peace, that they would just be filled up. God, I pray you would bless their lives in such amazing ways as they're obedient to you, God. And, and as they speak and share their testimonies of how you've changed their life, God, I pray that we would walk out of here different, that we would be a, a changed people. And God, I pray just your Holy Spirit would be at work because it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by your spirit, God. And that's why we're here. And we just, we're expectant that you're going to move. We love you. And all of Red Rock said, amen. amen. Um, I grew up in a really chaotic childhood and my mother was an alcoholic. So um, church and like Jesus were not a thing that were talked about. And if they were, they were more mocked. One of my really good friends, even to this day, we met when we were four. She and her mom introduced me to church when I was really young, so it kind of was my escape. Just really knowing that there was a light in all the darkness was really, really great. Controlling things on my own really wasn't working. Like, I couldn't do it on my own anymore. I tried support groups. I tried, um, you know, just talking about the issues, tried doing it on my own, and I just couldn't anymore. Um, I had created so much chaos in my life and the decisions that I made that um, kind of got disgusted with myself. I really had to get real and take responsibility for the things that I did. Really just realized that there is a light out there and I can, you know, shine the light on my own self and forgive myself. And um, I couldn't have done that without God. As soon as I walked into Red Rocks Church, I just felt welcomed. And um, Soon after, a lot of stuff started to fall apart in my life, and instead of falling into the dark pit again of, again, darkness and depression and all those things that we used to numb out, I um, went to a prayer night, and Celebrate Recovery was advertised um, as being a military-related support. Like It had Welcome Home on there. And I was like, oh, this is so great. I can go and fix myself um, for my job, and this is going to be awesome. And then I showed up the next Friday night, and I was like, okay, God, that's funny. Good joke. Like, now I see what this is, but I needed it more than ever. The welcoming, um, loving, just come as you are imperfectly um, environment that has been created in Celebrate Recovery at Red Rocks. I just knew that I couldn't do it without God and all the people that love Him. People have just loved me unconditionally. My parents, um, my stepmom and my dad, my stepmom who I now call my mom because she's been there when my real mom wasn't. And then my sisters in Christ, my um, one of my best friends, Renee, my very best friend since I was four, Alexis, and her mom who showed me God. Um, and all my girls at Celebrate Recovery who just love me as I am. Today I'm choosing to be baptized because I'm all in with God. And um, I know that he's got plans for me and as it speaks for the whole series we're in right now, he's just getting started in my life. I've just kind of been wandering, lost basically. Um, and I was brought into Red Rocks by my ex-girlfriend and still didn't really embrace until 
Um, my girlfriend and I broke up, and um, on March 16th, on March 17th, I um, was supposed to be packing my stuff up, and uh, let's just say the enemy got in my ear, and uh, I felt helpless and hopeless and alone, and uh, I took a handful of prescription sleeping pills, and as soon as I did it, I knew that it wasn't right, but it was done. And uh, to cut to the chase, I was put into an ambulance and um, pretty much unconscious. And they kept trying to wake me up and they would ask me questions and I would just blah, blah, blah. And, um, but every time I woke up, I kept hearing, not today. And uh, pretty much that happened all through the night. And uh, two days later, they transferred me out to another hospital. And uh, kind of like Rocky Raccoon from the old Beatles song, when I walked into the room, there sat Gideon's Bible. And I picked it up, and from that from that time on, I knew that this is where I needed to be. Well, obviously I struggle at times, but there's at least some peace in my life, some strength that I can draw upon in knowing that uh, I'm not alone, I'm not helpless, and I'm not hopeless. For me, it's it's one of those steps along the journey. It's my commitment to Christ. It's my commitment to this way. And it's my commitment to myself to say I'm alive and I'm here. I'd like to thank the Red Rocks community for all their love and support because I thought that uh, I was alone until that Sunday in the hospital went for six hours straight. People kept coming in and out of my room from that waiting room. So, I love all y'all, Red Rocks. Growing up, I, you know, I, I understood what, um, what it was, and you know, I went through the teenage years and everything, and uh, you know, ups and downs, and in and out, and um, so it was some days less desirable than others. So I was baptized actually as a baby through the Catholic Church, and then I was baptized through the Christian Church. Um, 
And then now I feel that I'm aware of and of what baptism is, and um, I've learned more about baptism um, through the Hebrew roots of our Christian faith as well, and um, you know it being a mikvah, and um, which means um, changing your status from unclean to clean, and I understand that now, and I just never. Um, did it and I think now's the perfect time to do that. My relationship with God is everything. Um, you know, it's God first and then family and then my friends and family and you know, just the love of God to me is everything. So I was on drugs and so I didn't have no kids. I didn't have nothing. Um, I pretty much never thought I would get my kids. I pretty much never thought that any of this would be possible because um, I had no, no, I had nothing. So I didn't know there was hope for me. I pretty much thought I was done and that I was just going to be doing drugs the rest of my life. And so I was like, if I could get pregnant, that would help me like stop drugs, you know. And by the grace of God, I got pregnant. <laughs> And then um, I stopped drugs immediately. It was, it was awesome. And then um, like everything was good. I was doing good. I was home with Jacob. Everything was great. And then I found out I was having twins. And then that Friday I found out I was having twins. And then that Sunday I lost them. And it was just like, it was okay though. Cause like what the devil meant to destroy me actually delivered me. So, I stopped the drugs long enough to get all that stuff out of my system. I miscarried and then um, Charlie came down from Littleton. She does the CR and she's like, well, you know, you can always come up to Littleton with us. And I was like, all right, let's go. And then we came and we started going to CR and then it was just, God was just like amazing. So he, uh, basically found me and Jacob and we went to CR, we started engaging in CR, I got a job at the Cheesecake Factory and there was people that went to Red Rocks at the Cheesecake Factory, I had Red Transit in jail and I just knew that this was it and then just things just started amazingly happening for me so that's why I'm here. Well, I feel like God has been helping me, I joined CR. Um, I joined the Women's Step Study. Things have been good. There's like, so the hopelessness that was gone is back. Some of us are enthusiastic about telling our story about what God has done for us and how he has helped us. And then some of us aren't because we care about what people think. But the right time will be the right time to tell your story. And I feel like this is it. So God has been great. I feel like getting baptized is going to wash everything else away from me. And it's going to start my life going forward. Basically, my mom also was an alcoholic and a drug addict for my whole life, and it started when I was like six months old. 
so I don't necessarily remember a lot of good times with her. It was kind of filled with a lot of negativity. And so she was in and out of rehab for probably like the majority of my life. And then I really had to like lean on God and be like, why is, I didn't understand why it was happening and I didn't know like why everybody else got a mom and I didn't. And my dad's super amazing and super awesome single dad, but like, why didn't I get a mom? And you know, like, why didn't I have someone to go shopping with? Why wasn't my mom at homecoming pictures? And so I just had a lot of abandonment from that. And I kind of had to let God in and heal that hurt and like let him take that place in my life. Well, I grew up in a Christian home. My dad is a pastor's kid. And so he was like, I want you guys to be Christians, but I'm not gonna force you to. And so I ended up going to a wildlife camp um, and I went to Oregon, which was this weird coincidence thing because normally younger kids don't go out of state, but I got to go to Oregon. And with one of my best friends, who was also my gymnastics teammate, who was already a Christian, um, and I was sitting outside in the quiet time, and I was like, I don't know why this is happening, but I know there's a reason. And I know that God loves me no matter if my mom doesn't, no matter if people at school don't like me. I know that God loves me unconditionally. Well, I was already a believer in Christ. I just was church hopping and I thought I found a really cool church home in 2016 and I was just going through the motions and a relationship led to a really toxic relationship and cutting myself. I had to leave that church and I moved to Littleton. One of my coworkers posted something on Facebook saying, I'm going to Red Rocks. And so I checked it out, Easter service, and I was like, I love the worship, love the talk. They told me about uh, young adults, and I was opening hearted about like, okay, I'm really wanting to go. And so I felt like, Okay, I was so enthused and so excited to go back and today I'm choosing to get baptized because through young adults it's been just been so inspired by mentors, my friends, Cecilia, that's one of my best friends that I met at the Wild Retreat. And my parents that are coming down from Wichita that are experiencing this for the first time. church and I always kind of felt like I had a relationship with him but I felt like it was more of a I 
knew of him, of him, but didn't really know him and know kind of the power that, that he had in changing my life. My mom always encouraged me to be uh, very strong in the Lord. Um, so she was always a good encourager, but it's something that you really have to make your own decision about. Um, so I was always kind of faltering uh, back and forth. Uh, and I think it had a lot to do with uh, my dad. He um, really didn't want anything to do with me. He really didn't want to um, kind of experience that parenthood um, because he wasn't capable of doing it, but uh, just left me in a place of feeling kind of like, you know, God is so far away and God is can't really help me in the way that I, you know, would want, but I just didn't really know what true relationship was. Um, so I just kind of looked for it in all of the all of the wrong places, you know, trying to find it in people and relationships and drugs and, um, you know, just like kind of wild ways of living and a realization of, of a true relationship and actually hearing his voice. Um, I know that there's other times in my life when I've been going through kind of dangerous things and he's let me know that he's there. And, um, you know, certain things that I'm going to do are probably not the best in, like, the realm of conscience. Um, but as I started going to Red Rocks and being involved in the church and experiencing the people and the, and the kind of um, godly community, it's just I felt kind of the overwhelming presence that God was there and that he really wanted me to experience a, a strong relationship with him. Um, Today I'm choosing to be baptized because I uh, believe in God calling me to beyond, that he's always trying to push us into a, a future of uh, what his purpose is for us. And um, I really felt a little bit ago that he um, told me very clearly that one of my steps in going to beyond and really setting my um, face like flint in my own purpose is to uh, to share my testimony for it to be something that people can relate to and just know it and just letting people know that um, that there is a new transformation and that you can always turn and go in the way that he would have you go. Oh, I would, of course, like to thank my daughter for being um, just the wonderful girl that she is. I mean, truly a gift from God. Um, and I would also really like to thank my mom. She lives in Florida, but she's um, very excited for the level of relationship I've experienced and kind of our even closer and deeper connection in our relationship. When I was little, I really just... No, I think it was hardwired in my DNA just to feel like I needed to keep trying, um, trying to be as good as people around me. Um, I never really felt like I was as good as other people, whether that be in school, sports, um, just in friendships in general. I, I had a great family who really supported me, but I think there's something inside me always felt like I need to keep trying. Um, and no matter what I did, no matter... Um, if I was succeeding in these things, it never felt like it was enough to me. I always felt like I need to keep going. Um, it was never enough. And that really led to a lot of um, just thoughts about me um, just kind of hating myself in that because I never felt like I was doing enough. Um, and I really started to feel like if I wasn't enough, I was just worth nothing. Um, and. I really started to feel kind of replaceable in that. Um, didn't feel like I was doing well enough, so I felt like I was just taking up too much room. Um, I really didn't deserve 
any sort of friendship or love in that because I wasn't good enough for that. Um, and so that was one of my really big struggles, um, was starting to believe that I was good enough for people to want to know me um, and want to be my friend and give me that kind of love. I'm really involved in an organization called Young Life, um, and they brought me to a camp my um, summer after my sophomore year of high school. And it was the first time, I mean, I'd grown up hearing about God, but always in the way that, like, he was just judging us and that he didn't want to have an actual relationship with us. Um, and it was the first time that I heard, you know, Jesus loves you no matter what. Um, in the middle of your mess, he's there. And it was the first time that I realized that I don't have to be enough because um, he's going to love me no matter what. And that blew my mind um, because I'd never heard that before. Today, I'm choosing to be baptized because the Lord has completely changed my life. Um, the amount of confidence I have now compared to where I was a few years ago is just incredible. Um, I no longer feel like I have to try to be enough. Um, I just have this hope and this faith and this peace and this joy in Him. And I think that it's been a few years since I've started following Him and I haven't gotten baptized yet just because I think I've been afraid. But he deserves so much glory for my story, and I want to give him that. a lot of anxiety. Um, I would turn to pretty much anything to fill that void. I was in a really bad place and I was just going through the motions of life and just nothing felt right. I, I was basically looking for God and everything else. Having a lot of panic attacks and anxiety where I just couldn't breathe anymore. I would have to retreat and be alone and I would just start crying to myself. There's a lot of tension in my marriage because of it. I just wanted to be alone because that was the only thing that felt right and it just made things worse and worse. Just finally said enough. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm sick of this, I, I need help. I believe there was a God, but I didn't think he was for me. I just believed he was for everybody else, really. For a long time I thought, you know, I was the devil's child. I thought just I was inherently evil and just an awful person and God just spoke to me and he said, you are my child and I love you. And that just woke me up. I was like, what just happened? <laughs> I, and my first reaction was just to start bawling and crying. I was just so, I just, it finally clicked in my head there. And then I finally just woke up from there and I just started praying nonstop, going to every church meeting listening to every sermon that I could. Just don't listen to that voice that tells you you're not, or that you're not gonna be special. You're, you don't have a purpose or plan. Never stop believing that God has a plan for you and that he loves you and you're his child. I'd like to thank my husband. He's really the catalyst for all of this. 
Um, like I said, I, I didn't really believe much in God before I met him and hearing him go through the same trials that I did and you know, his story is so similar to mine and he's just become this amazing person be through God and I'm like, I, I want that. Like, how, how do I do that? I'm choosing to be baptized because God chose me and this is my commitment to him to show that I truly believe in him and that he has a purpose for me. And I want to show everybody that this is what I'm about, what I really believe in, and that it is the only way to be who you are and to become who you want to be is through God. Well, before my relationship with Christ, um, you know, it was okay. Uh, but slowly but surely, um, I fell into alcohol addiction. I didn't always drink that way, but slowly but surely, um, down the downhill swirl it went, downhill spiral. I started to seek, um, and I can't put one pinpoint moment on it, but there was just a point where I was in some situations where I kind of just started to feel what I can only describe as, as the Holy Spirit and, and, you know, confessed that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior, and that wasn't the end. Um, you know, that was kind of the start, um, and as I continued downhill, and, you know, I thank God every day now looking back that I kind of had Christ in my life, even in my alcoholism, um, and even as I got deeper into that hole, um, there was just a little piece of hope, and that piece of hope was, uh, was in Christ. So, you know, after, you know, confessing to myself and to everyone else that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior, I continued to drink, and I continued to hurt myself, and I continued to hurt those around me. You know, other drugs came along with that if they were around. Um, I just continued to not be there for my family. Um, and just down the hole it went. And uh, I just got into a point where I was so broken, and so depressed. I'd wake up every day just shaking, not wanting to drink anymore. I'd sit in the shower, in a dark shower in the morning, just shaking, just praying to God day after day after day for, for years, for a few years. And it got to the point where I didn't know if he was hearing me anymore, I just, I didn't, I was like, what, I didn't know. I, and I couldn't figure it out. And I, you know, all this while I was going to church, I was going to church while drinking. I was uh, going to work while drinking. I, it, and I wanted to stop and I couldn't. And I, I couldn't find my way out. And I just prayed every single day. And, you know, I remember one of the pastors saying, you know, God always answers prayers. And I just remember thinking, my gosh, well, when's he gonna answer this one? I realize now that, you know, God kind of exercised me to, you know, to a point of desperation, you know, and they call that the gift of, of desperation. And, and I know now that desperation is the doorway that restoration walked through. And I kind of had to be exercised to my rock bottom. So God had a solid foundation in which he was going to rebuild my life and in the way that he wanted me to go. <clears throat> and um, man, little by little, um, like I said, I just got so desperate that something happened. I don't know what, I don't know how, I can't explain it, but it wasn't me because if it was me, I'd have done it a long time ago. I'd have stopped a long time ago. And, and there was that breakthrough that finally happened. And uh, the grace of God just showered down on me. And little by little, I was able to get myself out of this thing and get help. And, um, you know, that's kind of where I'm at today. I'm, I'm alive, thank God. I'm sober. Um, and, you know, now I'm, you know, looking to further my relationship with Christ every single day. Of course, my wife, Nicole, for standing by me through the pain and, and everything that we went through. And she stood by me. And I, I can never thank her and repair enough for that and for my, my son Jaden um, just always being supporting and just loving his dad no matter what. God does answer his prayers. Um, he doesn't work the way we work. He doesn't think the way we think and his time is certainly not our time but he does answer them so just keep praying. Keep at it. Keep going. 
because he will pick you up when you fall. And, you know, ultimately that's not for us to decide, that's for him to decide. And, and he does miracles and he's done it with me. Red Rocks, can we just give it up for, for what God's doing in their lives? I'm just trying to hold it together back there. Listen to these stories. It is absolutely amazing. When you hear per- someone's testimony of what God is doing in their life, in and through their life, and, and you hear so many things said, so many amazing, th- like every single person gave a message, an amazing message especially the desperation one, that restoration walks through the doorway of desperation. That is one of the best quotes I think I've ever heard. I'm gonna tw- we gotta tweet that right away. But God is just doing work in people's lives and, and the cross of Christ and what Jesus did for each and every one of us. Some of us lay hold of that and some of us push it away. And um, as we've heard these stories, this happens all the time during baptism services. You're sitting there and you're hearing these stories and you're like, I'm, I want that. I heard one of the people say that earlier. Well, I want some of that. I want freedom. I want Jesus in my life. I don't want to just be a, a participant just watching this. I want, to, I want to actually get in the water. I want to get my life changed. And so I'm just going to ask right now that you just bow your head for a moment. And I'm just going to throw out this challenge to you. As you guys have been sitting here and listening to these stories, I know for a, a fact that God has been speaking to some of you about your life and that you don't know Jesus, and and you want to know him. And there's, I don't know what it is that stands in the way, but it's a free gift that Jesus offers. And so I'm going to ask right now, if you want to know Jesus, who will forgive you of your sins, give you a plan and a purpose in your life, I want you to be bold right now and just draw a line. I want you to just raise your hand right now. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray for you if you say, I want Jesus Christ to come into my life. Thank you, thank you. And that I want freedom in my life and I want you Jesus to walk with me thank you I'm going to pray for you right now thank you thank you I see that it's amazing God we just thank you for each and every person in this room that raised their hand and asked for you to come into their life God I pray that they would sense that peace of God right now God I thank you that they have transferred over from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light that they are a new creation in Christ Jesus and that they can walk out of this place knowing they're going to have heaven forever and a whole new life of purpose. God, we love you and we thank you for this moment. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we just give it up for everybody who just made a decision? That's awesome. That's the most amazing decision that you'll ever make. Most amazing decision. Now I want to speak to to a couple more of us, a bunch more of us in here right now, okay? I'm going to tell you a little story, and it's found in Acts 8 about uh, Philip, one of the disciples of Jesus, and he runs into this guy, and this guy is a really important guy, and he's sitting there in a chariot, and and he's reading a book in the Old Testament, and he's having trouble with it. He's having trouble understanding it. I don't know how you feel about the Old Testament, but I find it troubling at times too, and he's trying to figure this out, and listen to what happens. This is amazing. 
Acts 8, 35-38, Philip began to speak. He started with the same scripture, and he told the man the good news about Jesus. While they were traveling down the road, they came to some water. The official said, look, here's water. What is stopping me from getting baptized? Philip said, if you believe with all your heart, you may. He answered, well, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Then the official ordered the chariot to stop, and I love that. He said, stop the car. (laughs) Stop the car. We're getting out. Both Philip and the official went down to the water, and Philip baptized him. It was that simple. And I love that. I love that the pastor didn't know what to do or what was going on, but the man, he knew exactly what God was asking him to do. And he's like, stop the car. I want to get baptized. So Red Rocks Church, hey, look, here's some water, right? What's stopping you from getting baptized today? So we're going to do some more worship songs. We have a bunch of people lined up that are looking to get baptized. They're they're not going to give their video testimony, um, but they're ready to get baptized. And a lot of you guys here, um, if you want to be baptized today, um, you can do that. It's simple. Upstairs, we have everything in the world that you need. We have shorts. We have baptism t-shirts, towels. We even have hair dryers for you ladies or you guys with long hair. We got you covered. We got you covered. But I do want to let you guys know, especially parents, um, here at the church, we believe about age 10 and up is kind of where we baptize that because they're finally old enough to kind of understand what God's done for them. So um, just to let you know that, but uh, during these worship songs, if you feel it, if you made a decision, maybe you've been postponing getting baptized, we're going to help you, all right? We got uh, the rest of the night to go. We're going to worship, and it is going to be an amazing night. Let me just pray for us. God, thank you for this moment. Thank you for each person getting baptized. And I pray uh, just for boldness for all these people who either made decisions or, or God, they've been holding off on getting baptized. I pray they would walk, get up and walk right through those doors upstairs to get ready to get baptized. So we just believe that's going to happen. And we love you. We thank you for this place and what you're doing, God. It's by your spirit. And we thank you in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen.
There's no war you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down. Coming after me, come on, we sing in faith today, we declare it. There's no shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up. Coming after me, we believe this, Lord. There's no war you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down. Still you give yourself away. 
Lord, you have our attention. Every eye is fixed on you. Burn away every distraction so you can move, oh Lord. Yeah, come and move. We won't hesitate.
give you my, I give you my soul. Live for you alone. Every breath that I take, every moment I'm awake, Lord have your way in me. Lord, I'll give you my heart. I give you my souls. I live for you alone. Every breath that I take, every moment I'm awake, Lord, have your Lord, have your way in us, Jesus. As we fully surrender to you, Lord. God, right here, we just thank you and we celebrate all that you're doing, the life change that has taken place. In our families, in our church family, in our city, Lord. And these stories that were told today are real. It's real people going through real stuff fighting a real enemy that wants to take them out father but Jesus you came and you made a way father you came and you gave us hope father you came and you overcame all that nonsense so father we just stand here today fully surrender to you thankful grateful that you would love us, Jesus, that you would care so much, God, that you would send your one and only son to be beaten and have his life taken away from him so that we may find our life, that we may have eternal life, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We surrender all to you. We worship you. We thank you for your goodness, Lord. God, right here in this moment, Jesus, we give our tithes and our offering as an extension of our worship. It's all for you. It's all about you. So we honor you with our giving today, Jesus. We thank you and we love you. In Jesus' mighty name, ushers you may come forward.
You're never gonna let me down. Come on, lift your voices tonight. You're never gonna let. Come on, sing it like you mean it today. We sing. You're never gonna let.